All right, welcome back. We got our big I got we're gonna take a stand on whether we think Hurst should play on Saturday night a little later in the hour. But mm-hmm. I don't lie with this right now as a man who would know what to do because he's in the Hall of Fame. He's a brilliant football mind, and we are lucky to have him. He is sponsored by Independence Blue Cross. Learn more at IBX.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Dick Vermeil. Hi, Dak. Good morning. Dick, I got to tell you, I've been in a weird spot because the Eagles are 13-1, but I've been highly critical this week of that game plan in Chicago. What did you think of it? Well, you know, I always like to see uh, them spread the ball around to the people that can do great things once they get it in their hand. I would have liked to see them run the ball more in the first half, and I think all the coaches uh, on the staff would uh, like to as well. And sometimes games and halves of games slip away from you in your preparation and all of a sudden you recognize my god he, he hasn't gotten the ball in the first half you know and also the read type offense uh eliminates some of the uh, carries you'd like the running back to get because the defense dictates the quarterback keeps it dick this is fascinating to me though because you were such a detailed guy you're on the sideline in the middle of a game something like that might slip right past you because you're just calling play by play by play, or you're on the sideline as Nick Sirianni and you just reacted to what you see. You could not realize that until you were 24 minutes into a game that Miles Sanders didn't get the ball? I think most of the time you do. I think most of the time you realize it. And then, you know, Nick may very well call another zone read type play or option type RPO play play type play. And all of a sudden the running back is still not getting it. But they have enough. Uh, I think the huddle calls that dictate the running back take the ball right off the bat without reading to the defense. And I'm sure by listening to him on the radio, we're going to see him carry the ball more this week. Wow, I'd love to believe that, but they never really listen to us, Dick. Uh, Dick, (laughs) here's the thing now, all right? Uh, If you're a coach and then that happens to a player like Hurts in an MVP season, how bad do you feel after? Do you look at it and go, wow, they had 37 dropbacks and 17 runs. We put them in the line of fire too much. Do you have regrets when you're looking at that after the fact? I think you do. You know, But, of course, all coaches, if they could dictate or uh, recognize ahead of time which play the player's going to get hurt on, they wouldn't call it. You know? Yeah. I, I see what you said. Ron Jaworski said this yesterday, Dick, and I know you're close with him. He said, if Hurts is 100%, no pain in the arm, he would play him Saturday night. 99%, he'll wait a week. How do you feel about playing Hurts against the Cowboys? Dick Vermeil? I think we have lost Dick Vermeil at some point there. We Here will. I am. All right, I'm there you are. Yeah. Oh, okay, Dick. Dick, what would you uh, do? Would you play him or not play him based on his injury? If he's 100%, I'd play him. If he's not, I would not. You know, I have found through my career many times trying to play a starting player that got a slight injury if something wrong with him uh, doesn't play as well as the backup would have played. And sometimes you, you you learn that the hard way. You find out after the ball game's over thinking you played this player because he was okay to play and the game's over, you could tell he wasn't. So, you know, I, I'm sure that Nick will do the right thing, you know, and be overprotective because they only have to win one of the next three. So, All right, what if Hurts uh, is having such a great year? What if he tries to press you to let him play, Dick? Do you fend yeah, him yeah. off or do you cave to him? No, no, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't make the decisions. He, he calls the plays in the huddle, okay? okay. The coach calls the plays outside the huddle. All right, fair enough. They've got a real good pass rusher named Micah Parsons. He is a big threat. 
you face the greatest pass rusher ever, arguably, in Lawrence Taylor. Yeah. How do you stop a guy like that? Uh, with great difficulty. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What's the formula? Is there a formula? Well, it's. Uh, I think it's harder today because they move these guys around. You know, initially with Lawrence Taylor, they didn't move him around. And once they started moving him around, it made it even a bigger problem for coaches. But and you can't get locked into one way trying to protect him. And each uh, type pattern you call has a different protection scheme. So, you know, you just hope you guess right and hope you get when you get the physical matchup that your man can handle it, you know. Uh, I don't think he's Lawrence Taylor, but he is close. Yeah, he is really good. All right, uh, one other thing. I, I just wanted to get your thoughts on the passing of, of one of the true Hall of Fame greats in Franco Harris. Uh, Dick, what was he like to coach against? Well, you know, he, he is, you know, they're going to retire his number this weekend, my God. And, uh, you know, there's only two other Pittsburgh Steelers jerseys retired, okay, the quarterback and Mean Joe Green. So, you know, what, what everybody thought of him as a, person in the Steelers organization and the, the people that coached against him felt the same way. You know, great man, great player, very humble. Uh, you know, I've been around him a number of times now due to the Hall of Fame stuff and uh, impressed. It was so sad. It was, it was just a shock. It really was. That's holy mackerel. Yeah. You know, the song a few weeks ago. Yeah. Well, he's God he, was, he was going to be honored uh, this weekend on yeah. the 50th anniversary of the, right. the uh, great play, the Immaculate Reception. Uh, Dick, how will you incorporate the Eagles game into your celebration on Christmas Eve? How are you going to do it? Well, you know, I'm going to be with family, so it'll be a little tougher. And some great-grandchildren, that makes it even tougher. You don't need a television <laughs> if you have great-grandchildren, you know. But anyway, no, yeah. we will watch a game because my whole family, you know, they're Eagle fans. They live and die each weekend with with the Eagles, and uh, we'll we'll find a way. Especially it's at four o'clock, we'll find a way to enjoy every minute of that game. Right. Before we get your pick, I should remind everybody that if you're at that table, uh, you better have some Vermeil wines there because they're the best. Go to VermeilWines.com. They are phenomenal, Dick. Better than ever, Dick. They're in Dallas. It's Christmas Eve. What do you think is going to happen? Dick, are you there? <laughs> I lost that. You lost I him again. That's too Dick, is. I keep I losing you. He's Dick, back. what's going to happen yeah. in the game? What's your prediction? Well, I think we'll beat them. I think it's going to be tough. And, uh, you know, I'm not giving you any secrets you don't know. Right. You know, yep. Yeah, it'll be a tough football game, man. The team that doesn't turn it over. Yeah, if we play to our profile, we'll beat them. You know, if we don't turn the ball over, you know, they, they've thrown 11 interceptions in, in his 11 starts. That is Dak Prescott. Yeah. And if they can keep him in that profile and uh, stop their running game, uh, I think we can win it. I think if Minshew goes, he'll surprise everybody and play very well. His quarterback efficiency rating in his career is equal to Dak Prescott. Wow. That's great. This year, 93. So I'm optimistic if he plays, he'll play well enough for us to win. What about the computer? That computer's been great this year, Dick. What's it telling you? Because we lose by one. Oh! Oh, take oh, it back. Oh, oh <laughs> take it back, Dick. <laughs> Dick, to uh, every, everybody here at WIP, we wish you uh, and your family yeah. a phenomenal holiday. And uh, I-, I want you to stand alike because we're trying to book you for next Thursday. So just stay there a second. Somebody pick up over there. And, uh, Dick, we will talk to you again. And I wish you a, a beautiful holiday for all you out there. And those wines out will always make mm-hmm. it better. Carol is out of line. Hi, Carol. 
Good morning, Angelo. Oh, this is my singer. Carol, have you <laughs> put a song together involving the Cowboys? Yes, I have. Uh, Ruben Amau. Have you ever heard Ruben Amau do Feliz Navidad? <laughs> I did. He was very good. He's good. So he's a good judge of fine music. Uh, what is this song about, Carol? It's about, um, it's sung to the tune of Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. And it's, um, and it's called Dallas Got Run Over by the Eagle. Oh, I love it. Let's hear nice. it, Carol. All right, here we go. I need some backup, but I also included some remarks about ESPN. All right, perfect, um, perfect. Dallas Got Run Over by the Eagles at their own house on Christmas Eve. ESPN does not respect Jalen. But for me and Eagles Nation, we believe Zach was drinking too much eggnog, and they begged him not to play. But he forgot where he was going, and he staggered on the field that day. When the Eagles played them that day, on the field of the attack, Zeke had bird prints on his forehead and incriminating marks on his back. <laughs> So that's the beginning. <laughs> that's beautiful, Carol. It's that's beautiful. You're like a it. lyricist. Do you really <laughs> believe that Kazegel's might not have, not have hurt? You're still confident? Yes, I'm confident. I'm confident they could play, they'll win. But I think if he's not 100%, he shouldn't play. All right, you got a lot of uh, – what are the gifts today for this? I got Doug Peterson's my winner of the we week. Got and the NFL Min- is my weasel. Minshew Mania t-shirt. Ooh. Pretty cool shirt. Eagles black mini helmet. A uh, pair of tickets to see Billy Joe and Stevie Nicks at the link. Concert. That's coming awesome. up in June. And a $100 Visa gift card. A lot of stuff there, Cal. Name me somebody who was the winner of the weasel. Um, I didn't think they're a weasel because they waited so yep. long to retire Franco Harris's number. Or the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, the steel, that's hard. That's, that's kind of that hard. It's fairly cold, sad though. about that. It's the kind yeah, of cat. Yeah, I will say. Really awful. There's a message there, and that is retire the number when you're supposed to, not 50 years later. I mean, that's. I was shocked yeah. that it wasn't. Weren't you? I was. I was stunned. I but mean, every organization does, does it that. differently. Yeah. And that's one yeah. thing you learn. Some do it with lots of numbers, and some don't do it much at all. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. When we come back, should the Eagles start Jalen Hurts on Christmas Eve? What do you think they should do? That's coming up next. Uh, we also got a little later in the hour. Uh, I, I got to get uh, Ruben Amaro's thoughts on the New York Mets. Oh, yeah. Al, right now, including penalties, the Mets are going to be looking at a payroll yeah. of nearly half a billion dollars. Yeah. Is that good? It is if he's it your is, owner. It sure is. <laughs> 215-592-9494-WIP Sports Savage 714. Let me tell you. What an amazing time to be in Philadelphia, especially with the Eagles on this incredible run. And we're just hoping they can take home a championship the way they do every year at MHS Lift. MHS Lift, let me tell you about them. This is a perfect time as we enter a new year in a couple of weeks to think about how well you're doing with your warehouse or your business and how much better you could be doing with the best forklifts and the best company behind them. And that's MHS Lift. And they've been like this for 30 years or so now. They got our trophy chase filled with all of the biggest awards in forklift business. They are, in fact, the best one in all of North America. And how do they do it? It's philosophy. 
They understand you need the best equipment. They got that crown. And then they understand that you better have people behind that equipment that know what they're doing. So they've assembled a tremendous, tremendous workforce that will help you in every part from the parts to the maintenance, ongoing service, training, fleet management, even warehouse optimization. You want champions, you just look right across the river there in Pensacola, New Jersey, at the great people at MHS Lift. The number to call, 888-MHS-LIFT, 888 All right, we're coming up on uh, 722 right now. Ava's going to switch our question because they're kind of tied together, and they were provided by one of my email people, Ava, first question. Brought to you by Armin Chevrolet. Over 85 vehicles available during Armin Chevrolet's Red Tag year-end event. Visit ArminChevy.com. Find your roads to Armin Chevrolet closer than you think. Do you expect Jalen Hurts to play in Dallas on Christmas Eve? 76% say no. All right. So that's they're on they're mm. in sync. Now the next question. Do you think Jalen Hurts should play in Dallas on Christmas Eve? This is the question I'm going to throw Very right subtle. Up. The answer is no. You Ruben around. Absolutely not. Al Morganti. If he's healthy, yes. Rhea Hughes. No. Ava Graham. No. Al again, the only one of this. All right, let me give you some information on this issue. We, I absolutely do not think he should play because he did not practice on Tuesday. He did not practice on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And that tells me that he is in some distress why am I messing around with this and putting him back in on the line of fire to win an MVP award? I got two games to win at home after that. I need to win one for the bye. I'm not going to take any chances. I know it's Dallas. I know it's Christmas Eve. I know everybody wants to see the Eagles win. I'm looking at the bigger picture. You with me, Ruben? I am with you for the first change. All right, so that is – here's what <laughs> I do want to know, though. Whose decision will it ultimately be? It better be the teams. Well, I the, you mean Rhea, above the coaching? Yeah, Howie. Howie. It's, Is it Howie? It's part Howie and part medical team. Oh, so they have a lot of thunder. The medical people have a ton of thunder these days. So the days coach in the end is going to do what his boss tells him and what the doctors tell him. That is correct. That's absolute. absolutely. It has to be. The team he put together right. is built to win this year. Right. Yep. And that has to be protected. Well, let me add some voices to this conversation with Ron Jaworski, who was on WIP yesterday. And I love the way he put it. Here's what Ron said. Pretty simple for me. If Jalen Hurts is 100%, you play him. Not, not even a decision. If he's 99%, you do not play him. I think there's too much at stake. I think that says it all, Al. Well, mm-hmm. You do not. The last thing, I'm not a doctor. I don't know how much of a risk that he could make it worse by playing. But if it's a damaged shoulder and he's going to be landing on that hard turf in Dallas, no thank you. I'll wait a week. He's a competitive guy. I'll wait a week. He's a competitor, and he is going to play his butt off. Oh, yeah. If he's in there, you know he's going to do everything he can to win and to show the Dallas Cowboys that the Eagles are the best team in the NFL. I I take him off the field. Yeah. I I, I take him off the field. I think you're right on that. Uh, Brian Baldinger was on WIP yesterday. He doesn't think there's any chance he's playing. I don't think he's going to play. I mean, I just don't. There's no reason. I mean, that's a big game. It's the Cowboys. He doesn't want to miss any games. But it's about, you know, it's about January football. It's about getting to the Super Bowl. And you want him as healthy as possible. And it's his throwing shoulder. But I, I just don't think he's going to play. And I think it's a great opportunity. 
to find out just how good the team is. Playing a really good team without your star player, uh, you know, and watching the team rally around Gardner, I kind of think that's the direction they're going to go. All right. And finally, and here's the ultimate reason why I don't want him to play. Because the guy calling the plays really still does not have a handle on quarterback preservation. Shane Steichen, he was on yesterday, Al. He very much minimized the, the all the different times that Hurts got hurt. 17 runs, uh, 37 dropbacks, 54 times he was bullseyed by the defense. Mm-hmm. It didn't seem to concern Steichen very much at all. Here's what he said about it. Obviously, you go into a game plan um, with your plan. And so I think, uh, I don't exactly remember exactly how many carries he had. I think he had, what, six or seven maybe designed quarterback runs. He had four quarterback sneaks. Uh, He had some scrambles. Um, You always have your plan going in um, of the amount of design runs, the the amount of just handoff runs, um, and then whatever you think is working. Now, to the discredit of local media, they did not follow that up with the obvious question. How many planned runs by your running back did you actually have in the game plan since he didn't run the ball for 24 freaking mm-hmm. minutes? And I would use the freaking in the question. <laughs> You're not right? allowed so to I do would, that. So I would make him understand that. Because how do you go that long and never give him the ball? Do you know the media never asked him that? And I would have asked That was it. very confusing. I would have I, asked I was it. incredibly confused that the ball was not handed off to Sanders. No, could, it made no sense. It didn't make any sense to me on, and, on, for a variety of reasons. I mean, one, you want to try to protect your the ball. Right. And two, I mean, Sanders, he can really run. He's really good. Sirianni gave us a lot of reasons with very technical jargon on why he did not run the ball. And then after all that, he said, but we should have gotten him the ball more. <laughs> yeah. We should have handed the, the way, ball to Miles yeah, more than we did. Ange, he's a pro bowler. He kind of wow. had a great season. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and they have a great line. But we line. gave the ball to Quez Watkins on back-to-back plays. On a windy Sunday against a bad yeah. run defense. That is, I do not trust Shane Steichen to call plays that will preserve the health of Jalen Hurts. Therefore, I decree he does not play on Saturday night. A decree. I'm decreeing it. Oh, I, I like Steichen. I, I, I decree. I it. think there was a confusing game plan this last. It was week, an but, awful game plan, but and I still think he's a really good. Him on it. I think he's a really good coach. I wanted. Uh, I, I'm. You know what? My first question would have been if I was there yesterday at the news conference. Shane, have you pulled your head out of your rear end yet? <laughs> How can he answer if the answer is no? Well, there'll be an echo, <laughs> but you'll. It'll be muffled, but you'll hear the voice. <laughs> Rick is up from Fairmount. Hi, Rick. Hey, Angelo. How are you this morning? Rick, <laughs> I need you to respond to the story I started yes, at 6 o'clock. Yes. The, the NFL has a sign. The one crew, the one officiating crew this year that the Eagles lost with under controversial circumstances, the Alex Kemp crew. What do you think of that decision by Roger Goodell? That is flat out amazing. Is that Roger Goodell, or is that a, de- a certain person in the referee group who makes those designations? You know, we you touch on something that affects our belief system here. We, we want to believe in the legitimacy of these games. We got more time and emotion invested in the Eagles for us true believers than we have most anything else in life. And if we got, in addition to everything else, 
the somebody in the NFL monkeying with what should be a competitive game decided on the field that shakes the very foundations of what we're doing here. Now, what do you think? What Rick, do you think we should, as true believers, what would, should we be thinking here, Angela? No, we, we, we would be thinking that the NFL does not want the uh, Cowboys. They do want the Cowboys to win. They want the Eagles to lose that game. Competitive balance, uh, it promotes the Cowboys situation better. The Cowboys, they want to go deep into the playoffs. Rick, this is awful. I want you it to is, just hear, Ross, hold on a minute. Rick, stay there for a second. Ross Tucker was doing the game for Westwood One. The game six weeks ago where they missed the face mask, a play that cost the Eagles really the whole game. They lost their tight end. It was a fumble only because of the mascot, uh, a mask penalty, which they didn't call. Listen to the way Ross Tucker talked about it on Westwood One. That is a blatant face mask, and I think that's potentially why Goddard is hurt. What a missed call there. Jamin Davis yanked Goddard down hard by his face mask, which I think precipitated the fumble. That is an unbelievable miss by the officials, and the crowd cannot believe it. And they brought him back six weeks later to do another Eagles game. Al, does that stink? Yeah, but I... Oh, come on, I, I don't I was think there's any... I was, I was apoplectic during that play. Oh. I was going nuts on Twitter. People were going, you can't review that, Ruben. I'm like, how do you not review it? Rick, it's horrible. Rick, it I, it's a disgrace. He didn't, just, he didn't just touch the face mask, which usually will will get a, you know, a penalty every time. He yanked him down by the face mask. You're right, And the Rick. second guy touched the face mask, too. There Rick, were two guys on him. I need a winner of Weasel. Who you got, Ricky? The Weasel is whoever it was who made the selection of this refereeing crew. I don't want to make it a monolithic thing like the NFL. There's a All person. Right, Rick, that will not win because I have already selected the NFL for doing this, so we can't specify. You can't, we don't even know who finally makes they, the yeah, decision. Listen, Angie, the NFL knows it's what, a joke. Listen, they know what they're doing. When, when Deshaun Watson came back, what was his first game? Uh, against the Houston yeah. Texans. They manipulated. They manipulated because they know what they're getting. Exactly. Yeah. And here is another same game. Same game. Alex Kemp, the, the crew that's going to do the Eagles Cowboy game. Listen to this one. He's back. He's looking. He starts to roll. He's being chased. He goes down and he stopped shy of the 40. Now they're going to throw a flag. He went down, and then the Eagles merely touched him. Mike, are they going to call that penalty against the Eagles right they here? They are. They're going to call a personal foul against the Eagles because the quarterback gave himself up, and within a step, they still put a hit on him. Wasn't, it, was, it wasn't really, it wasn't really a, a hit. It was over. Personal foul. Defense number 50. All he did was tag him down. Prepare for a Christmas Eve shafting. Because <laughs> you are going to get shafted <laughs> on Christmas Eve. Hmm. Dave is on the line. He's the same walker. Hi, David. Hey, hey, hey. Good morning, Ange. Good morning, morning, team. Hey, listen, I, I, I want to say condolence to the Harris family. Yeah, they're a very nice man. Very nice man. But listen, did you see uh, Benchu, uh yesterday at practice? How do you look? That, that boy is ready. You should have seen him out there dancing. Boy, he got booze. He is ready. All right, it's not going to matter because they already called him for two false starts. <laughs> hey, hey, I got to get on you, man. Listen, I'm telling you, I'm coming over your house. 
and I'm getting them counted now because I know you're ready to go behind them. I know you're ready to go behind them. All right, if I find out that you're going to come to my house, I'm moving. <laughs> well, you got some trouble there in Chestnut Hill. Yes, we do have some trouble in Chestnut Hill. It's getting dicey there. They're blowing up ATMs now. Yes, yeah, we had this a, morning. We had a shooting and a blown-up ATM in the last two weeks. There goes the oh, neighborhood. Yeah, there goes. Yeah, I get I there, that. and all hell breaks loose. Wow. I don't understand. <laughs> Dave, what do you think? Are the Eagles going to pull this off with the mustache on uh, Christmas Eve? Listen, this is the, the biggest game rather they were. One in 13. This is the biggest game. Right. Our Eagles are coming out to play. You saw what happened to Phil's. All them sacks he had. Zach don't move like him. All right, don't Dave. move like him. We'll see what happens. Dave, give me a winner or weasel. Who you got? Hey, listen, I got to go with the referee who didn't call the play. The ref himself. All right, all right. That was a month ago. Well, he hasn't ago. done it that yet. That was uh, six weeks. <laughs> oh, he probably have to, will. He probably will, but you're premature. That's all I, <laughs> I, 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 I'm sorry, but uh, no. this game, no, not going to happen. All right, let me uh, get uh, Keith up here for Germantown. Hi, Keith. Keith, are you there? What the hell? No. That's Apparently, an he sound. is uh, sleeping. What the hell was that? Yeah. Snoring? I don't know. It's so, like a sir. Crocodile. Please get that checked out. It sounded like sleep apnea. Let's go to Jim in Clementon. Hi, Jim. Hi, Angelo. Guess what? What? I think your blood pressure is going to go down about 50 points after you retire. Oh, at least, Jim. Are you kidding me? I'm on medication right now. I may get off it. I think you need to calm down a little bit. Well, Jim, you know what it is? I don't like preparing to get screwed. <laughs> Let's wait and see. Sometimes that could be fun. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, Jim, I when I heard that this guy was assigned to this game, I went, You got twenty choices. You picked the one guy that screwed us this year. <laughs> Sounds to me like I know who you want to win, and it ain't us. Well, I'm thinking that what Dr. J used to say in the seventies, we owe you one. They owe us one. Yeah, they so always won. So they, you they think they'll pay it back? Way. That would be cool. It, Al, big play by the Cowboys. Oop, flag, yeah. take it back. Cowboys and then get it's a, that anyway. Then the Cowboys fa- get are like yeah. one of the most penalized teams. Yeah, they get. Oh. Yeah, I want a couple of phantom calls. Cause of things you they mean didn't like a phantom even. face mask, like in the Minnesota exactly. game. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Remember that one, Rhea? That was oh. unbelievable. Oh, jeez. All right, Jimmy, give me a winner of Weezer. Okay, I think this guy was a one-man wrecking crew last Sunday. That would be. I hope he has another game like uh, like that this week. I'm going with Reddick. All right, that's a Ooh, great choice. That is. Yeah, All right, Rhea. You're focus. putting me. You're putting me there in an uncomfortable yeah. position. Yeah. Doug Peterson knocks off the Cowboys in overtime. Hassan Reddick saves the game. Without Hassan Reddick last Sunday. The Eagles lose the game. Do you believe it's the first? I think it's the first time he made the Pro Bowl with three different teams. He's had double-digit sacks. Right, and and you have something there, Joe. Uh, oh no, you don't. I thought he was going to play the Temple Fight song for you, Ria, because uh, you have you have sung it more than once. And uh, Hassan Reddick is also a alum of your favorite school. Of course, I don't think anybody's going to get mine. All right, so, so I'm put him on keep hold. Him as a, Jim, uh, you're in the lead right now, wow. pending further development. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. I got to come back. I I would be a fool out if I did not ask a very popular former general manager in baseball. 
about what is happening with Carlos Correa, the New York Mets, and half a billion dollars in payroll. So you're not going to ask him? I'm going to ask him. <laughs> not going to ask me. I no, guess. I'm asking Ruben Amaro when he come back because Ruben worked for the Mets not that long ago. I would, he I, left and they got it. rich. The uh, minute he left, they got an infusion me. of I, money. I just want to interview the medical staff out in San Francisco. Um, yeah, huh? Oh, yes. Oh, what yeah. was that about? Oh, it's like what buying a house fans? and you found a crack in the Oof. foundation. I, Al, you're going to have to help me to understand oh, how he so flunked good. that physical. Yeah. 215 We're going to pay him how much? <laughs> WIP Sports Time coming up on 730 All right, welcome back at 744. I would like, I hope this will not make any of your heads swim, but I want to throw a few numbers at you. We've talked big contracts over all the years we've done this show, but we have never talked at this level. The New York Mets, since this uh, <laughs> offseason began, uh, they commenced it by re-signing their closer, D- or Edwin Diaz, five years, 102. Yeah, a lot of money. That's more than anybody ever got as a closer. Then right after that, they went out and signed uh, Justin Verlander. Oh. Two years, $86.6 million. Now that's 43 change per year. Wow. Wow. <laughs> then they went, now we're not. Let's bring a guy in from Japan, Kodai Senga. Five years, $75 million. Mm-hmm. They went, yeah, oh, we don't want to lose Brandon Nimmo. Let's bring him back. Eight years, $162 million. Wow. Right? They went, no, no, we need more. We need more. Let's get Jose Quintana. Two years, $26 million. We need a catcher so he's not throwing the ball to the backstop. We'll bring in Omar Navarez. Two years, $15 million. We need some relief pitchers. Let's go with Adam Adavino. Two years, $14.5 million. Wow. And David Robinson, who, by the way, sucks. Uh, one year, $10 million. So they're at half a billion. That's aggressive. That's aggressive, but that's enough. No, it isn't. Oh, man. Carlos Correa. They got into the Correa <laughs> bidding late. And that Steve Cohen, the owner of the Mets, went, wow, if we had more time, we might have gotten him too. He goes to Frisco for his physical, Al. And did he flunk it? What did the doctors in San Francisco say that made him back available for the Mets? My I'm thinking the doctors were told by ownership, and we got second thoughts about this. Yeah, they got oh, that buyer's remorse. remorse. Yeah, and yeah. They, buyer's remorse. And then, yeah. but they had to have told them because how do you sign them that quickly? No, that the word got. This is the thing. They, so they, they agreed. Owner, they didn't sign. Listen to this. The owner is in Hawaii on a Christmas holiday. Steve Cohen. Did he buy Hawaii? He bought <laughs> just the one just island the one he island. was on. He just brought uh, the big island. Yeah. But anyway, Al, he then. Overnight from Hawaii, yeah. negotiates with Scott Boris, who's never rich enough, nah. and gets him for 12 years, $315 million. Grand total so far, $850 million. Jeez. In one offseason. They are now going to have a payroll close to $500 million, 380 or 390 in actual salary, and then $110 million and luxury time. Incredible. Ruben yeah. Amaro, you dealt with this stuff. Yeah. Give me your thoughts. They have gone fully in. I mean, they're trying to buy a championship. There's no question. He's the new George Steinbrenner. There's right. no question about it. I mean, it's very different from the old uh, regime there with the Mets. And Steve Cohen just decided, I'm buying this club. I have a ton of money, and I'm spending it for these fans. Wow. All right. So is it good or bad for baseball? I think it's great. 
You do. I do. It's not my money. Do you think <laughs> it'll get the other billionaire owners to ante up more to compete with them? Yes, I do. It will. In some in some cases, I think it will. Rube, they can't cry financial. They can absolutely cannot. And, and, you know, this is the danger when you have a guy like this. This is the danger that, uh, you know, puts MLB in. However, I think it's great for the game. Pay the players. These billionaire owners, you think they don't like Steve Cohen? I'm sure they're not very happy. They're not happy. No. Would any of them, would would John Middleton, the Phillies owner, would he call him up and go, Steve, back off a little here. I don't think so. I think no one would say that to him. The commissioner might have a little chat with him. Oh, the commissioner would go, uh, you know, we have these luxury taxes for a reason, not for you to ignore them, right? (laughs) I'm not sure if we can actually say anything to him because that would be. Collusion, sort of, wow. I guess. But but uh, somebody somebody might have to have a chat with him. Uh, one last little stat for you. Mm-hmm. All right? The New York Mets are going to pay over $100 million in luxury tax. Yeah. That is more than 12 teams' full <laughs> payroll, <laughs> yeah. wow. including the Pittsburgh Pirates. Well, you the Nationals. And that should not happen. The National. How is How that Tampa? good? Tampa? How is that good? Tampa is going wild. Ta- and they get a cut of that money. Yeah. Yeah, and then they'll go beat them. Exactly. <laughs> it just, it seems. That, that, that's an embarrassment. For me, I think that the fans deserve these other teams to be at least competitive. The whole tanking thing is a joke for me. Yeah. That should not be happening in the game. They should be doing everything they possibly can to win baseball games. Well, it's worked uh-huh. really well for the Sixers. Mm. Yeah. 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 It, doesn't, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't work. They it's only happened. It's only really series. worked for one team, the Houston yep. Astros, and yep. after that, it hasn't really worked all that well. You need a combination of tanking and cheating. If you can put all that together, <laughs> you got a good shot. Kenny's Houston. out of line from the yes. dirty thirty. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Hi, Kenny. Hey, this is going to be an emotional call for me, Angelo. Please do. Uh-oh. Go ahead. Let it. Let it come out. Hey, come Kenny. on. This, this is this is our last Eagles Dallas game together. <gasps> No, it's well, not. maybe not. There could be a playoff game, Kenny. Well, there, here's here's why I'm going to start yelling. So, Rhea, Al, you might as well take your headphones off because now I have to start screaming. Okay. You guys are morons. If you want to tempt the football gods, we have to win this game at all costs. So the last two games of the year don't matter. You forget the Saints and the Giants are playing for their playoff lives. They're going to come at us with everything. If we take this game lightly and don't win the game, now it's going to be like the 64 Phillies, and we could, we could uh, literally chance going from the one seed to the five seed. Don't mess with it. Put him in. Let him play. That way we win the game, and then he has a whole month off. He'll have a month off before he has to play. If he's 90%, 90% of Hertz is better than 100% of Minshew. And here's another thing. If Minshew plays – we have a different game plan because they're not going to run him. So put the Minshew game plan on Hurts. Let's win this damn game, and then we have a whole month to relax. If we lose, now there's more pressure to win to beat the Saints. And if we lose that game, God forbid we go into the last game against the Giants needing to win. Let's just get it over with now and be done with it. Grow a pair. I'm tired of all these people saying, ooh, ooh, Hurts. they football players. They play injured. They're all hurt. If he can throw and he can play, let him play. Let's burn the Cowboys and get it over with. Stop with this wussy stuff. Get Rendell on. He'll tell you right now. I'm tired of this wussy stuff. Win the game. Let him play if he can play. And let's get it over with. Thank you very much. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Well, thank wow. you. Merry Christmas. <laughs> and happy, happy New, New Year. Year to you as well.
That, that's why I love Kenny. He put it out there, yeah. Al. I don't agree with him, but maybe he's right. I mean, look, if, if Hertz walks out onto the field at 425 on Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. we're all going to be delighted. Oh, yeah. If at some point he's lying on that field, oh, yeah. we're not going to be happy at all. At all. Do you think if that they, the referee hadn't blown that game for them yeah. and they were undefeated? Oh, he'd be wow. playing. What would happen? So, but it still would be injury, right? They'd have it locked up. With, I so, don't know. I, I don't, don't think know. he'd play. I that don't would think he'd be play. a whole nother argument. But I also think they would say, we got to worry about what happens after the regular season. Well, we then you're consistent it. with it. To me, yeah. a lot of people would say, oh, let's play him at that point. So what's the difference? I'm actually excited about Minshew getting an opportunity because, number one, I think he needs to play. And number two, just yeah. in case something happens. And number two, I think it's also, I think they'll change their game plan. They'll yeah. run the ball more. So if I you think have to play Dallas the in the playoffs, what it's irony. different. With the backup, they'll preserve his health more by running the ball with Miles Sanders? Absolutely. Well, then why the hell did they just do it last week? They They want to see Minshew. (laughs) Yeah, they got their wish. Harris is up next. Hi, Harris. Harris, are you there? Hello, hello. Good morning, Angela. What's on your mind, Harris? Uh, Before I start to speak, I just got to say something to you. Yep. Go ahead. Me? Yes, I'm hearing you well. I'm getting uh, emotional. Go ahead, Harris. All right. I just want to say I, I'm from Jamaica. I've been here since '09, and I want to say congratulations and thank you for every morning. I, I'm a truck driver, and I used to live in Pennsylvania, Ben Salem. I moved to Maryland, and me and my job, we'd be fussing every morning just to, for them to give me a load to come up Pennsylvania to hear you. I want to tell you, you're a good therapy for me, and inspiration i love listening to you every morning and i'm and i don't see nobody can replace you and this network for me well and harris i, I just want really to appreciate that congratulations i have learned from uh people far greater than me that everyone it does get replaced and is replaceable but you're very kind to say those things harrison all i try to say back to everybody is that the privilege was mine. I got 33 great years doing this job, and this is the favorite job I've had in my life. So thank you for giving me an opportunity to be here this long. It's the best thing I can and, say to you. What do you, what do you want to say about the game on uh, Saturday night? Well, I got one thing to tell you. We're going to go over there and beat the brakes off the Cowboys. Nice. I like it. You don't like I the saw- Cowboys, Harris? Hey, I've I got something to tell you. My wife is a Cowboy fan. My, my son oh. is a Redskin. What? All right, hold wow. on a minute. Wait a minute. Now, a disjointed family there. Is in Jamaica, does Jamaica have a lot of cowboy fans? No, I, I currently moved from Jamaica to Philadelphia. That's, that's where I fell in love with the Eagles. All right, but hold on. You fell in life with a cowboy fan, too, uh, in love with a cowboy fan. Harris, when did you know this woman was a cowboy fan? Hey, from the first day I met her in college. And you oh. still married her? And you did, I mean, did oh, you? Yeah. Well, so, all right, so she's gorgeous and sweet and awesome. Yep. All right, well, what, then, what's uh, Christmas Eve going to be like in your yeah. house? It's going to be a crazy, because my dad is a Redskins fan, too. That's where my son gets the Redskins oh. from. Wow. All right, how did, wait a minute. How did that part happen? You got two different NFC East teams. How did they get involved with the third one? I don't know, but I start, like I said, I got one. I'm, a, I'm an Eagles fan. My wife is a Redskins fan. My dad is a my wife is a Cowboy fan. My right. dad is a Redskins, and my son loved my dad, so he become a Redskins fan. <laughs> that might be chemically induced. Well, that yeah, a, it's true. <laughs> right. The good thing Jamaica, is right. Washington hates the right. Cowboys too, so you're going to have a lot of you know people there cheering with you. 
I'll tell you the sad part, Harris. The, the Giants got left out in the cold here. <laughs> they got nothing. <laughs> nothing, not a story. <laughs> All right, Harris, give me a winner of Weasel. Who you got to that? I got a winner of Weasel with the NFL. I wonder, oh, the NFL do, do not make Dallas got a, a pro ball player. All right, that's right. Now, Al, that's a good one. Goddard did not make it. He did not make it because of Alex Camp. Yeah. Because of the injury. I totally agree with I that. I can't get my weasel for that. But and, he didn't, didn't play. All right. When we return, uh, Jason Kelsey could not. He's in a meeting right now. Ah. We're not going to be able they to get him. They changed the meeting schedule. And, um, they did. Uh, Elliot, answer your phone. Elliot, uh, we would like to bring <laughs> Elliot into that. He is our on-call football expert, mm-hmm. but first he has to contact us. <laughs> I'm going to give you a little Jason Kelsey when we come back out because they just released a new song from that album. You are not going to believe these are Eagle players singing Silent Night. Uh-huh. It's absolutely mind-boggling. 215 215-